Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Welcome to a practical survival show, folks. I don't go tinfoil hat on you. I like to keep this rooted in common sense. I don't get into all those far out wacky survival theories that some people have. And this episode here pretty much is going to be a reminder. It's going to be kind of an end-of-the-year reminder. You know, I'm recording this about a week and a half before Christmas. This is going to be the last show of this year. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off, and then I'm going to come back stronger than ever in January 2014 with a little bit of a different format to the show, a few different ideas I have putting the show together for next year. Uh, some pretty cool stuff. So be watching your feeds again after the first of the year. So let me take this opportunity right now before I get started into some of the end of the year reminders. Let me talk about, first of all, uh, let me let me wish all of you out there, all of the listeners, a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, I don't go politically correct, folks. I We have religious freedom in this country. We're supposed to have religious freedom anyway. This show is not about religion and politics. But the Constitution does say that we are supposed to have religious freedom. And it says the free exercise of religion should also not be prohibited. I'll say that again. The free exercise of religion should not be prohibited. So for those of you who believe in separation of church and state, which I believe does not exist, but if you believe that it does, then you should also believe that that means that we should have freedom to express our religion and not have any uh, forbidden expressions of religion by our government. So, again, I don't buy into all that political correctness stuff. Merry Christmas to you and yours. All right, some end-of-the-year reminders that I want to talk about. Recently, took a trip, not very far, just drove up to Waco, Texas and back, to uh, watch my son's high school football team play in the semifinals. They lost, but they were one of the final four teams in the state of Texas. And uh, they, they're not going to get a chance to play for the state championship, but they did very well. They had a very, very successful season. Well, why do I tell you this? Because, and by the way, my son's in the band. He's not in the football team. But we know we support him no matter what he does, whether he's in the band, whether he's on the team. So we're supportive parents, and we believe in that. So we made that trip up there. Why do I tell you this? Because I had to dig into my 72-hour emergency kit on the way back. Uh, my wife had some issues with um, with some IVs that she's on right now and had to dig into the emergency kit. Excuse me, little pause there. Had to dig in the emergency kit to get a couple tools out of there to fix some of the uh, issues that she had going on with her IVs. Some things that I typically carry with me a lot anyway. And it got me thinking, it's time to, at the end of the year, for me to remind you about some things that I would strongly suggest that you have with you in your emergency kits and also in your home. First of all, Hey, if you have not rearranged your emergency kits, your bug out bags, your emergency kits, your get home bags, whatever you want to call them, the ones that you keep at home, the ones you keep in your vehicle, if you haven't rearranged those for winter, you better get on that. It's winter. Winter's here, folks. Come on. Now, I live in South Texas, so we don't get a lot of serious winters here, but a lot of you are listening from parts of the country where winter is pretty serious. Uh, boy, do I know that. I used to live 
Most of you know, I'm from Wisconsin originally. Now I live in the, uh, the state of Texas, live in South Texas, but hey, I still remember what the cold winters are like. So I can empathize with, some, with what some of you are going through. Anyway, just some reminders. Make sure you've got at least three days worth of food. Now, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, sophisticated. My, my look on this, my take on this is have enough food to keep you alive for three days. You might not be eating your favorite stuff. You might not be eating gourmet food, but keep yourself alive. Make sure you rotate that food. I keep a lot of mixed nuts. I keep a lot of canned food. I keep a lot of beef jerky. I keep a lot of snack bars, stuff like that. That stuff, it, it, it stays fresh for a long time. Again, I rotate. I rotate every month. But stuff like that, if you're not going to rotate every month, of course, then you have to be more careful. But I would suggest, especially in your vehicle kits and your bug out bags, you know, MREs, stuff like that, keep stuff that's easy to eat. And again, it might not be your favorite. My philosophy is I just want to stay alive. Have a lot of good basic tools in there. Have extra clothes. Uh, have a sleeping bag in there if you can if you can fit it, especially now in the winter. A sleeping bag can come in invaluable, not just for something to sleep in, but maybe to wrap yourself to keep warm while you're awake and things like that. Make sure now if you if it's if you live in the south, you can probably keep water in there and have you know not too much of a problem with it freezing up. Of course, if you live up north, it's going to be a little bit tough. Uh, if you're going to keep that bag in your vehicle, it, it might freeze up on you. But if you're in the south, at least keep some water in there. I think over three days, it's going to be a lot more important to have water uh, than it is food. It's going to be harder for you to stay alive if you uh, don't have much water. It's going to be easier to stay alive if you're short on food. Water more important than food. Make sure you got a hand can opener in there. I'm real big on those hand can openers, especially since I carry canned food a lot. Um, let's see. Shelter making equipment, fire making equipment, portable communications equipment. Very important for those of you that have handheld CB radios, handheld ham radios, even two-way radios for personal use. Uh, weapons, ammo, knives, plenty of, of, of items you can use to make light. Plenty of light sticks, plenty of flashlights. Keep two or three flashlights in there. Most of you know I'm a big believer in using the internal frame pack, uh, backpacks, and I just picked up another one. So now I'm going to have two, and I believe in making your packs alike. Make them alike so that it's easier for you to find things. If you're going to have more than one emergency kit, keep them looking the same and basically laid out the same. That way it's easier to find stuff. You know which compartments typically have which. Try to pack. If you have more than one kit, try to pack them alike. Try to keep them so that they have similar stuff in them. I like the internal frame packs because they support the weight better. I just picked one up for about 40 bucks at Academy. So that was a little Christmas present to myself. And I plan on keeping one in the house and one always in my vehicle. Let me ask you a question. If authorities knocked on your door right now and they said, you and your family have 30 minutes to get out. We're evacuating your area. 30 minutes to get out. Can you pack what you need for three to seven days uh, in 30 minutes. Do you already have it packed? You should. Think about that. That should be your that should be your mode. That should be your thinking. 
You should be able to get out the door in 30 minutes with plenty of stuff. You might want to keep some things in your vehicle as well, always. Things like sleeping bags and clothes, extra changes of clothes, you can keep those in your vehicle at all times. They don't have to take up a lot of space in your emergency kits. Okay, now, for tools, let me recommend, first of all, you got to have the basics. Screwdrivers, needle-nose pliers, wrenches, things like that. But also, do you have more specialty items? Now, you need to understand, first of all, that everybody's going to be different depending on where it is, what part of the country they're in, what part of the world, okay? So what are you going to need? And of course, where do you typically travel to? But besides the basics, have some kind of a, of a little specialty toolkit. Uh, mine, for example, has a needle and thread in it. That's real important. Um, you know, I mean, sooner or later, you're probably in a survival situation. Something's going to rip and you're going to have to sew it up. So do you have a needle and thread in your in your specialty survival kit? Uh, hey, folks, guess what? I don't really consider this a tool, but it kind of popped into my mind. Um, if I, you know, the survival kit that I keep or the bug out bag that I keep in home also has feminine items in it. So that's important too, because that's something that my wife's going to be responsible, responsible for. Even if my son helps her carry it, it's got the feminine products that she's going to need in there. Women have to have that stuff, guys. I know you might not like to think about that, but women have to have that stuff. So, you know, I mean, if you want to get your wife or your girlfriend to pack it, fine, get your wife or girlfriend to pack it, but please bring it. Some people like to keep little hacksaws or they like to keep little hatchets, um, you know, small little tools that you can use to chop wood with and things like that, uh, whatever. Some people like to keep cable cutters in there, which I do. I keep you know, wire cutters and cable cutters. And uh, do you have plenty of rope? That's also important. Folks, you know, do you have paracord? Stuff like that. Make sure you've got those kinds of specialty tools. Some people might say, well, Bob, that, those are pretty basic tools. All right. But as you're rearranging your kits at the end of the year, as you're making new goals for 2014, don't forget this kind of stuff. It's very critical. If you're packing for kids, do you have diapers? Do you have pull-ups, whatever your kid is wearing? You know, do you have, you know, can you store some food that the young ones can eat? Are you storing some food? Do you have small packages of it? Again, rotate, rotate, rotate. But do you have small packages of it in your uh, 72-hour kits and things like that? It might, they might be portable, might not be portable. Okay, now... Somebody also emailed me recently about asking, well, should you have, should you have two packs? You know, should you separate things and categorize them? Yeah, because, you know, a lot of you might be thinking, well, boy, if I put all this stuff, I'm going to really weight down one pack and it's going to be too heavy to carry. You got to think about that. You have to think about the fact that you might have to be on foot. There's a possibility you might have to be on foot. There's a possibility roads might be impassable and you're going to have to be on foot and you're going to have to be able to get to a help situation or you're going to have to be able to get to the next point that you're going to by foot. And there might be several of you that are going to be carrying your emergency packs. So yeah, try to keep them as light as possible. But more importantly, you know, categorize things and separate them into different bags and if you got more than if it's just more than you if it's a family member and they're physically capable of carrying items yeah by all means just remember weight weight is everything okay now 
Let me talk about something else. I bought myself a couple of early Christmas gifts that are great for a prepper. Do you have a little portable portable power supply? In other words, I got these little new Trent power supplies, like, you know, 3,000 milliamps or whatever, 3,500 milliamp portable power supplies. Anything with a USB that charges off of a USB, you plug it in there, you hit the button, you turn it on. These are great for charging up cell phones and iPads or smartphones, things like that. You know, think about it. If it's just a mild disaster and there's still cell phone service, one of the worst things you could have are cell phones running out of batteries. Okay, it might be fully charged before you leave home, but if you have to, if you have to get out, if you have to evacuate, and you can't get access to a charger, mine will give me two full iPhone charges off of one charge on this little power supply. So they don't cost much. I got mine, I think, for like twenty four ninety nine off of Amazon. You want to get something like that? Obviously, use my Amazon page, please. Go over to todayssurvival.com. That's todayssurvival.com with two S's in that web address. Click the Amazon store. Uh, do your last-minute Christmas shopping off of my Amazon link, please. Many of you have been doing that. Thank you very much. The proceeds help the show. Same Amazon prices and all that kind of stuff. And, and even if they're running free shipping deals and things like that, it still, it still helps out my show if you do that. So I've got two of these little power supplies. I might be picking up a third pretty soon. I might be picking one up a little bit more that has a little bit more capacity. It's a little bit more powerful so I can charge other things as well that I have. So keep that, you know, that, that's one of the things, I, as you know, as I mentioned, even if you have to power up something just temporarily, just to give it enough juice so you can lo- use it for just a little while, you never know where that might come in handy. Anything that uh, plugs in via USB that charges, you can charge with one of these little pow- portable power supplies. Also, in both of my bug-out bags, actually in both vehicles, sorry, not in the bug-out bags, I like to keep a copy of an atlas, a paper atlas. I don't want to rely on GPS all the time, GPS on cell phones or GPS uh, in my that, that mount to the dashboard of my car. A good old atlas. Make sure you know how to use it. Make sure you know how to use it well. A paper atlas, that thing can be invaluable at times. And I hope you make photocopies of your city from that atlas. And I hope that you have used a yellow highlighter and at least highlighted two or three routes on how to get out of town in case one route is blocked off in an emergency. Stuff like that, incredibly invaluable. You know, here, here's the, 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 the sad part about atlases. It's like, you know, very few places are selling them anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, well, I got a good deal. I ordered mine online. Um, the places that I could find selling them here in San Antonio, they, they just, they wanted too much for a, a paper atlas. So I found them online a lot less expensive. Even with paying shipping costs, I got them for less than what the stores wanted them. Think about it. These days with all the electronic gadgets, how many people are going out looking for an atlas, a paper atlas. Few people are doing that, except us preppers, right? We're the ones that are doing that. Everybody else like, nah, why do I need that, right? Yeah, they're the sheep. Why do I need that? I got a good GPS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how well that might work if there is a major disaster. Okay. This is going to be a short show, and I'm going to start to wrap things up here, but I just wanted to throw a few reminders out there. I do want to say this. There's a possibility that I might actually throw up one last show 
<laughs> and when I say throw up, of course, I mean put it up on the website. <laughs> um, sometimes you say things, you know, they come out, and then after you say them, you go, what did I just say? I just had one of those moments. But I might put up one last show before the end of the year if you guys call in some voicemails and have some comments or questions. So if you want to call in a voicemail, the number is 210-646-1727. I use this voicemail for both podcasts now. I primarily use it for my Handgun World podcast, so that's the greeting that you'll hear. But I use it for this show too, 210-646-1727. 727. You want to call in some voicemails, feedback, things like that, questions. Otherwise, this is probably going to be the last uh, show of the year. Hopefully, I gave you some reminders. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to everybody. Appreciate uh, all the support that you've given me all year long. It's been really great, folks. As long as you keep listening, I'm going to keep doing this show, and we're going to have a great time in 2014. So, I'm Bob Main. Thanks for listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Thank you. <laughs>